Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Dietary and Rob Beckett. And Rob Beckett. Oh, there you go. Rod, was that a bit that, roddy? bit Rod Beckett? That was a bit Rod, but I'll it was north rod. of the border. So that is... Uh, this is Archie's intro. His birthday is on Friday, so that is today. Oh, Rob. happy birthday, happy Archie! Happy birthday, Archie! Doesn't uh, say how old he is. Yeah, Arlene is the mum. Hello, Arlene. And the dad has a name that I can't pronounce. Oh, come on! E I L I D H. Hang on, go again. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're doing a conundrum. Yeah, come on, give um, it to me again. E I. L I D H. Oh yeah, I've got nothing on that. It's like that's like <laughs> I'd have to retire me Scrubberland for that. That is mental. E I L I D H. What's Google? Hang on. It's A Lie. A Lie. A Lie. Anyway, um, happy birthday to Archie. Okay, it's a female name, Ally. Oh, well, there we go. Sorry, I do apologise. It's two women. They could have kids. We've had Jim Brister on oh, Josh. Oh, come on, mate. Oh, red face gammon bastard. I'm saying, no, mate. Put your MAGA out on and leave this podcast, mate. I've, I've been singing Royal Britannia for all my life, and I'm not going to stop now for anyone, yeah? You're just a little curly-haired Piers Morgan, aren't you? Giving it the large one and last leg. We know your true colours. <laughs> Look, we ruled the waves and we're going to sing about it, so piss off. Alice says, no, this is a joke. I'm winding you up. Obvi- obviously. I, it would be a disastrous first episode for anyone to dip in on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stanley Tosvig go, I listened to one of your podcasts the other day. Oh, no, which one? Please tell me you started from the start. <laughs> um, hello, Rob. How are you? Yeah, good, man. I'm tired, though. I mean, yeah? I think I'm, I'm having the biggest coffee ever. I went camping, didn't I? Oh, yeah. How was camping? Uh, one of the most horrific experiences of my life. That's camping. <laughs> That's camping, guys. <laughs> well, do you know what? The problem is the kids absolutely loved it. Oh, like, no. Oh, more, no. The happiest they've ever been. And they and once, to be fair, once the camp was all set up and stuff, I actually did enjoy it. Can you describe your tent to me? Were you all in one big tent with compartments? Mate, I went to Decathlon like a lottery winner. In many ways, you are. <laughs> 
got quad bikes in the back garden like Marky Carroll. Have you ever seen that show, Romesh Ranganathan and the Lotto Lout? It's a really weird show. <laughs> Romesh explores the world by this lunatic that is so happy to be there, keeps getting dressed up and laughed. Oh, no, because basically, because we cancelled the Spain and France trip because of quarantine, mm. um, we were like, because the camping was like 30 quid a night, like to, to pitch up, we were like, well, we would have spent this going to Spain. And you know, when you keep saying it, like, we might as well get that because it's the same as you would have spent. Oh, the big tent. Oh, we got a big, t- I've got a one that you just inflate, no poles. That's a, that's a bouncy castle, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why it was so wet in there. <laughs> Because love it. <laughs> Lou insisting you take your shoes off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, we set it all up. Once it was, we, we had to, we had terrible conditions. It rained on arrival, so yeah. I was setting oh, it up in the setting rain. Setting up in the rain, and then pu- trying to pump up this bed. But we went with some friends. So we went with Jess and Steve. Steve, absolute legend. He went. You having a bit of trouble in there, Rob? What's going on? When I'm trying to pump up this inflatable bed, he went. He went. I've got electric pump. I went. I ain't got any electric. He went. I've got a car battery, Rob. He turned up in my tent oh, with a car wow. battery and then hooked up this pump. And I was just in awe. That's something else, isn't it? Well, that's what happens when you go camping with people from South East London. They yeah, all bring their car battery. He's giving, he's giving your tent a jump start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got it all set up and the kids loved it. They could roam free and it was lovely. We had a great time. Were you on like uh, a campsite then with like... Yeah, it was a really small campsite. There weren't much on it, but it was, it was nice. And everyone was, it was a quiet one, so everyone had to be asleep by half ten. But the problem was, Josh... The wind. I've never known that wind is a problem with camping. I did not sleep the first night because the wind was so bad. I had to keep going out and re-pegging it. I didn't sleep all night, Josh, right? And, oh. then, and then the next night I slept for about two hours. Well, because it was so loud it was keeping you up or because you were worried about the wind? No, a bit of both probably, but it was, it was properly loud. Lou kept on waking up it was, and the kids kept on waking up. And we were sitting by the fire and one of Lou's mates there was going, oh, yeah, it's, it's fun, isn't it, camping? Everyone loves it, but, you know, it's not a restful trip. I went, Katie, I've been here for 48 hours. I've not been to sleep. That's like, that's like sleep deprivation. That's not restful. That's, I haven't slept in 48 hours. I like the idea of camping. Do you know what? It was the worst conditions, but I still enjoyed it. So I think that... Did you did you get the rain on the tent? That's the best bit, isn't it? Being in, in the tent and then it's raining. Yeah. And it feels all snug. No? No, it is if you weren't in the rain beforehand. But when you go yeah, in yeah, wet... Yeah, yeah, of course. But it was, yeah. it was fun, but, I, I, you know, there are... There are better holidays out there, but it was it was just I was just so tired. Yeah, well, that's what holidays do to you, mate. They exhaust you, and then you get to the, the relief of going back to work and having a bit of a relax. <laughs> I know. Just want to go to the end of my garden and sit down and rant to you, Josh. That's all I wanted. Would you go again? Um, yes, I would, but I would check for wind. And yeah. I know a lot about wind now, Josh, because I spent eight hours of my sleep Googling when it would stop. Were you making a funny face and you are worried that... <laughs> There's two types of wind reading on the BBC website. There's right. wind and then wind gusts. So you get oh. your average wind and then it shows you what it could whip up to. Oh, wow. And then that's what can catch you out, the wind gusts. So, I don't think I've ever checked the wind. I mean, I think I made up for 34 years of not checking it in that night. Oh, do you know what? I remember it was really windy last week, wasn't it? Yes, that was, I was, that was when, Was that when you were camping? Yes. Storm, I remember storm, it, was noticeably, it, was. it was noticeably windy. And I never think about the wind. No, I don't the worst part was I was like it's so bad it's so windy right anyway I had to move the car got in the car shut the door couldn't hear a thing 
absolute silence. Might as well have been in some oh. sort of soundproof box. What you need, mate, is a camper van. Have you considered that? Well, I think I've got to go at least two more times to make uh, price per use worthwhile. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. You buy a tent, you've spent a lot of money. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, we bought a pizza oven for our garden, Rob. <laughs> of course you did. You live in East London. Of course we did. We live in East London. The cost per pizza I'm <laughs> operating on at the moment is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. You could get Dr. Urkler to come round and do one for you for the same price. <laughs> Genuinely. And there was a, a period during the World Cup where we had people watching the World Cup in our garden. Yeah. And the pizza oven was there, not in use. And everyone was ordering pizza. Oh. And it was just the sheer disappointment. You know when you've made a bad investment? Yeah. But I keep convincing myself that my daughter's going to be about six at some point and cooking pizza in the garden is going to absolutely be yeah. very exciting. But I would suggest, uh, why don't you do like a little like gathering in your house and it's pizza, but pizza party. Well, I tried that, mate. Mm, yeah. I tried that post COVID and it was, the weather was too bad. Oh. So then we ended up just doing pizzas in the oven oh. and you're like, this is oh. absurd. We've got people around to do pizzas in the oven. <laughs> what life am I leading here? Oh, it's so depressing. Just that's when people have ever heard that uh, when it's a bit rainy and someone goes, Oh, don't do the barbecue, just put it all in the oven. Yeah. No, I don't want oven cooked sausages. I'd rather stand in the rain. Do you know what? You often get that with the veg if the veggie, they'll go, Oh, there's I don't want to put it on the barbecue with the meat, so I'm just gonna pop yours in the oven. So you're the guy that's oh. inside with their halloumi in the oven while everyone else um, is outside enjoying the barbecue. Oh, you've just reminded me I've not washed my little barbecue set. Oh no. Oh no. Is that you for missing? <laughs> yeah, my dick stinks. <laughs> no, I, I basically I cooked sausages and bacon on this barbecue thing, and it was obviously too windy to clean. Of <laughs> so I just threw it in the bag, and I, I took that out when I get home, and oh, I haven't. Oh, oh, oh mate, the, the camping holiday comes back to bite you on the ass. Yeah, I'll sort that out later. Anyway, how are you? You're good. I'm sir. good. Yeah, no, I'm fine, really. I keep I'm... ranting at you. I keep ranting at you, Josh. No, it's good. Am I, I okay? Am I all right? Yeah, no, you're you're fine. I think you're having a better time. I, it's, it's all going fine. Um, do you know when there's not much has happened, really? Is your daughter is is your daughter in nursery still then? Yeah, so she's going in two or three days a week. There's no term time, mate. Ah, that's why you're happy. That's why I'm happy. <laughs> we don't do term time. I, I was like, oh, I know what's going on here. Like, well, I'm just having a breakdown, and Josh is cruising, but your daughter doesn't do term time nursery. She's just full time nursery. That's why you've got joy in your voice. Yeah, exactly. She's there at the moment. It's her. It's her main carer's final day it was quite quite sad and emotional oh god she's not dying is she <laughs> it's a tough thing to break to a child at nursery no, she's 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 moving to amsterdam um so um oh. yeah that that though that does sound like what you'd say when someone's dying <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> yeah she's just moving to um, australia for a bit <laughs> grandma's she's moving to in. amsterdam oh, this this is what i thought could be quite a good thing for our listeners to um mm. To check in with, so I've, I've cut you off again, Josh. This is quite bad. Ball. No, you haven't at all. But I've realised I say things like a child, and in our family, you know, we have chip and burger for McDonald's. Mm. I say other things like eggies. Oh, uh, we say eggies, yeah, yeah. But I don't. But it's only when I said it, so I went, "What?" Because I said to Lou <laughs> in front of like adults when there weren't any kids here, "Do you want some eggies?" And they were like, "Eggies? What are you talking about?" So I just wondered if there's words that you said at work or in front of friends that. Has got you in trouble. Do there's the things I say? Eggies is one that we say. I'm just trying to think of other terminology that we'd use. Do you know what, Rob? 
I'll yeah. come back to you on that next week. You come back to me. And listeners, if you've got one, let us know. Come back to us next week. Um, we've had so much good listener input. Yeah. I think we should just try and get through as much as possible, Rob. You're up for that. Yes, let's do this. I'll stop uh, banging on. It's the lockdown parody mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Can we just say thank you? Thank you for I we literally we do we do read all the stuff you send in, but it's so hard. We do, and there's so much good stuff. I, I, I keep putting everything off till middle of September when the kids back at school. I've also got to lose a three stone as well as check all my emails. But once the kids are back at school, I'll be able to get more involved and make sure we get through them all. But thanks. You, we will read all emails, but we can't read all of them out. We do read all emails, they're great. Um thank you. Um Rob, oh we've been offered some free we, we've been offered some free stuff. I'm gonna get it sent to you rob oh, okay but do we have to do like hashtag spawn or something no what? no no you know like our peers over on uh, the uh, food podcast that popular food podcast that uh what's that one? Oh, dear, you might have heard of it there's a popular food podcast right with a couple of comedians on it oh those two those two uh, what oh the old, old mock the week uh, reserve the old mock the week guys we're, we're yeah. too busy they get on mock the week those that crew <laughs> They get lots of free food sent to them. So I'd like to thank the person who's uh, offering to send us... Um, what I like is, you know, when you've got, like, uh, parents that have come up with an idea and they've started a little company to make stuff yeah. for, like, other kids. So I'm going to get some stuff sent over to you, Rob. But if you guys have got anything you want to get to send to us, we do have a P.O. Box number. It's P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 76748, London E9... 9DW. What are you after, Josh? What are you after? Is there anything particular? I just I just like the idea of us like getting some free rusks. Oh, I don't want rusks. I, I want a pair of Le Boutons in size six for my uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, you're a size six, no, right? Actually, um, she's a size seven, but she'd be annoyed at me for saying that because it's quite big. But I've done it now. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say the wrong size in case Le Boutons listed. Christian, she's a seven UK and in denial about it, but send a seven, but just write six on the box. Cheers, Chris. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 40%. Up to 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Josh, what do you do when your daughter goes into the nursery? I sort of forgot what happens. Do you just sit in your house doing nothing? No, I I go to the cafe. So I go to the cafe around the corner. Oh, go on. And it's... um, What time? What time? Talk me through it. So uh, drop-off's 8.30. So, oh, you bitch. Carry so on. I drop off at 8.30. Yeah, go on. And then I walk around to the corner to the cafe. And oh. it, and they're doing, so they're still doing the, um, what's it called? Eat out to help out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cup of tea, toast, butter, preserves. It's like two quid for both things. Oh, my God. It's just so good. And then do you know what I do? I think about doing work, but I just look up transfer gossip on my phone. <laughs> oh, God, this is like a dirty phone call. <laughs> yeah. Messy to Plymouth. Oh, God. So I'm just like, there's not, there's not enough articles about whether Lionel Messi is really serious about his move. I just really need to get to the bottom of this before I start yeah. some work. Oh, anyway, I'm jealous. Sorry, that's why I'm having a meltdown. Right, so let's do some correspondence. Do you want to hear? This is an image I just has stuck with me. This is from uh, Ros Duffy. A work colleague of mine had two small children and at the end of the day would use one of those massive brushes they use in supermarkets to sweep the aisles to push all of the kids' toys to one side of the room. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Imagine that. Just uh, you, your kids play all day. You know the ones where there's two big kind of, it's like a two, two-pronged two thing, isn't oh, it? Oh, the, the, like the V that slaps yeah, the Yeah, the V that they take down the middle of the aisle of the supermarket. And then she just walk into the room with one of those. She's obviously had to buy it especially. She's wow, been yeah. at the supermarket. She's seen that. Where's she storing it? Well, I don't know. Like hanging it up? Maybe that's got a special hook. I have thought about, I've, I ordered, I had to send it back because it was broke. Uh, boring part, the antidote alert. Um, but a uh, leaf blower, maybe I could use that when I get the new one and just blow all the toys. Oh, yeah, just blow all the toys into the car. <laughs> it's so powerful. Lou, for a laugh, just turned it on in, my, in front of my face for like three <laughs> seconds. I did not breathe for that entire time. <laughs> and then as she turned it down, I went, please never do that ever again. I, I could not breathe in any way. <laughs> You've had a terrible week when it comes to gusts of wind, haven't you, Robert? <laughs> I know, it's, it's like a nightmare. What what a disaster. I swear, I swear, like, my children are making toys. They just keep appearing. Stuff, I, don't, I could, there's, there's probably 30% of their toys. I couldn't tell you where they came from or who built them. They've come from the front of magazines, Rob. Oh, the, the, yes, the, I forget about that. I know that. I go on about it, but the toys on the front of magazines are the absolute bane of my life. By the way, best purchase since we came to yours, we've bought the, uh, I could say it, the Crayola suitcase of pens. Mm. And once putting the pens back in the suitcase becomes a game at the end of the drawing, we haven't lost one pen in two weeks. I tried to take a picture of the pen suitcase the other day for our Instagram account, but they've only lost a fucking felt tip, haven't they? Oh, mate. It's ruined the aesthetic, Josh. Heartbreak. Disaster. That's. I'll, I'll take a photo of ours. I'll take a photo of our one, uh, which is still a hundred percent. You know, we've broken a couple of crayons, but I think that's collateral that's damage. Part of course, it's a crayon, isn't it? Got no respect for crayons, but that's another story. Have you got any more emails? Yeah, cinema. You talked about going to the cinema. Oh yes, terrible time. Hi, Robin Josh. I do not have children, but um, I've worked with the ages of three months to six for the last eight years, so I can half relate to the wacky stories you both have. Rob, you spoke about your child needing to go to the toilet during a trip to the cinema, mm -hmm. which sparked a memory I have as a child. I'm a triplet, and my mum would take us three to the cinema as a treat when we were young. But she told us that as soon as the film began, the toilets were closed and locked by staff. Ooh. This prompted us to force out a wee before the film started. And if we needed the toilet during the film, we were told we'd have to use the one at home. So naturally, we held it in. Cut forward to me as a teenager on my first adult-free cinema trip, trying to get my friends to go to the toilet <laughs> and then looking at me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like I was spewing absolute nonsense. Mum had never told me that she was lying. Oh. That is a humiliating situation, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? To be fair, it does make sense, though, because, like, it, you would say, oh, no, they shut it to stop people going to disrupt 
the film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's a bit of logic there you'd think as a kid. Yeah. But it's it's those things that it's like my wife, her when she um was a baby and toddler, she had dummies. And then mm. um her mum decided the way to get rid of the dummies was to just say that the builders had taken them. And my oh. wife believed this until into her mid-teens, that the builders had stolen her dummies. She wasn't still annoyed by it, but then she like brought <laughs> it up with her mum. And her mum was like, no, of course, that was bullshit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say with the builders. <laughs> brought it up with the builders. She got an email and said, can I have my dummies back, please? <laughs> this may be a um, contentious thing to sound a parent in podcast, Josh, but I'm, I'm willing to raise my head above the parapet. Yeah. I can't stand it when you go somewhere, you see those kids that are about... Not, all kids are different as well, so some, there's maybe specific reasons why they need You're it. about to lose a third of our audience here, Rob. Play careful because, you know, think of our advertising numbers, Rob. I know. I'm just trying to think of the revenue and my honesty. I'm just trying to balance it out. Oh, we've all seen your career. Do, do put the revenue first. <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't got an opinion on it. Right. Any other emails? <laughs> yes. No, but when they're about seven or eight and they've still got a dummy and they're like, I'm just like, surely you've got to... When's the dummy? Like I've got, I'm, I'm not pro or against dummies, right? No, if your no. kid needs one, if your baby yeah. needs one, have one. We, our, our young, our eldest had but dummies since she was six months, and then it was two years old. The second one, but like when he gets about seven, and they've got a dummy. But you know what? I don't get. I just don't think it looks very nice to do. I wouldn't want a dummy. No. I don't know what they're getting out of it. It looks disgusting. Yeah. It? You know, it looks like, you know, when you get to the end of chewing gum, that kind of feeling. Yeah, of forever. Yeah. But but some people, know if the kid's got some sort of behavior. No, no, but I'm not, I'm not blaming the adult. I'm blaming the child. I think the child should go, this is disgusting. So you're saying the child should take ownership at eight of having a dummy. I'd say, I mean, say the child, and uh, you know, should take the ownership at one month and go, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> Putting this weird rubber thing in my mouth. Get it out. I'm Get thinking, this like, shit out of my mouth. Those are like, blankets. You see them kids have got a blanket they had since they were born and it's like seven years. It's like a bit of thread. They always make me laugh. You see a kid just <laughs> squeezing onto it around an airport, red eyes, screaming with the... Also, I always, whenever I see a kid with a comfort blanket, they're always screaming. I think, how much comfort is that blanket bringing? <laughs> um, on, on, on the topic of uh, what age do you give stuff up, we were talking about booster seats. Yes. We? Okay. Uh, you were talking on Tuesday about what age your child will be when you abolish the car seat. <laughs> abolish, abolish is a big oh. word. I'm not the House of Lords. <laughs> Sounds like a family meeting. Guys, it's time to abolish the car seats. <laughs> You joke, but I'm fairly sure I was in a booster seat until I was 13. <laughs> oh At this God. age, I was finally freed from my booster seat obligation. However, I believe this was only because my 10-year-old brother was getting too big for his, and my parents wanted to spare me the embarrassment. Oh, my Lord. I am 4 foot 11, so, so she's, she's oh, short. Oh, okay, so she's small for her age. Yeah. On my first driving lesson, my instructor came to my door, took one look at me, and asked if I had any cushions. Oh, no! The booster seat never leaves her! <laughs> no. I collected two cushions and went on to my lesson. Turned out they were for me to sit on. If only I still had my booster seat. Fortunately, by lesson four, I'd upgraded from sitting on two cushions to driving a car normally and can now sit in any seat of the car 
without a booster seat stroke cushion. Oh, good on you. Also, that's weird. Like, let her, let her try first, mate. And also, she said, oh, it was for the seat. So uh, at some point, when that driving instructor first said, I need two cushions, she didn't know what it was for. Which sounds yeah, like... what did she think that was going to be? That was going to be... Oh, my God. Is that... Help over there. <laughs> Reversing. <laughs> Getting her back. Got two cushions. <laughs> Off we go. What about some sort <laughs> driving lesson pervert? Do you remember, um, I used to have to have a booster seat on Mot the Week. Do you remember that? I did too. Did you? But it's only because there are freakishly tall people on that show. By Dara, yeah, of it's course. He's 6'7". But then Chris Addison used to do it. He's about six, yeah. five, six, six. Hugh Dennis is 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, did Parsons have one? <laughs> nah. But he's surprised. Do you know what? Andy Parsons is surprisingly tall and ripped. Exactly. Do you know what? If I was listening to if I was listening to this podcast, I go, this is what I'm tuning in for. <laughs> Honestly, I remember because on it, he doesn't look, because I think, because everyone's so tall on it, he always looked quite small. Yeah. And I saw him stand up, I was like, Parsons has got fucking pecs. He's ripped. <laughs> he's ripped and he's five foot 11. This telly's doing him no, no favours. We, we should throw this out because, not throw this out, we should keep this in. The, <laughs> that's not a note to the producer. We should throw this bit out, it's shit. No, no we, Parsons deserves praise. No, we should throw this out to the nation because this is the second time we've done it. I'm going to first ask you, Rob, yeah. who's more ripped, Andy Peters or Andy Parsons? Which, if you haven't heard the previous episodes, it's something we've discussed before. Oh, look, no offence to Parsons, but it's, it's Peters all day. He's an yeah. animal for it. He loves it. But I want to throw this out to our listeners. Have you ever met a celebrity or seen them and they were more ripped than you expected? Parsons, for me, I was astonished. I still think about it to this day. The first time he stood up. Parsons has got a kid. He's got a kid. He's got a kid. We should get him Parsons on here. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you've got a kid. Now, go, yeah, all right, we heard enough about the kid. Let's talk about your abs. <laughs> well, I do I do need to talk to, I need to talk to a parent that's ripped because I am getting fatter and fatter. You know, Christmas used to be a problem for me. At the end of Christmas, you put on weight. It's the six weeks holidays. It's doing me in. It's a nightmare. But I think when they both go to primary school, that's your decision point. You either give in and just yeah. become a fat parent or... You go for it hardcore. Rob, There's two ways. I should tell you that I am on a diet. You are. There's nothing of you. Well, that's because I'm on a diet. You're, you're shredded, Josh. Well, I just. Do you know why? I, this is. Uh, there was a. Uh, there was another parent at Kitty Kicks, and he looks great. <laughs> okay. And then his wife said that he was on the five-two, and I was like, I'm going to give it a go. You sure she won't tell you what the score was? Hey, lovely bit of business. <laughs> oh, lovely bit of business. So it's five two. Was that calorie deficit or something? So you do two days of six hundred calories. Mm. I'm on one of my two days today. So so far, lunch I had. I mean, this was a bleak lunch, Rob. Yep. Cottage cheese and cabbage. Come on, mate. It's got to be happier than that. You've got to, you've Josh. Why the cabbage? You can't have both. Have one or the other. Well, I needed some veg to, to kind of bulk it up without it adding to the calorie count. Oh. And then I just, I, 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 and I, it was the only green veg we had in the fridge. Cabbage, Josh. Come on, <laughs> well, mate. I, 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 do you know what? Put some Tabasco on the cabbage. It really gave it a kick. <laughs> Human shit would help. Never want Tabasco. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know give what? it a What's the calorie count of human shit, though? Quite high, isn't it? Depends what they add for dinner the day before. <laughs> yeah, they're on the five two as well. Right. Right, sorry, let's do another email. Have we got to sorry. the bottom of booster seats? Oh, yeah, so. Um, oh, this you'll be delighted to know. You know when we throw something out and you forget that you've thrown it out? 
Can we have the music, please, um, to maybe like um, Who Do You Think You Are or something about kind of history, right? Because just listened to your last latest episode and heard the call to find the youngest Gavin and Malcolm living as siblings in the UK. Oh, yes, please. Now, don't get too excited about their age when I tell you this email comes from someone called Agnes. Agnes? Yeah. Also, can I, before we start, Josh, can I say, if there is currently no historical music playing, the producer has no respect for you. I'm just dropping that now. <laughs> and then we'll find out when we hear back. But carry on. So, Agnes. She sent a photo as well of them. Um, following on from my previous email, I can help you start the search. We have a Gavin and Malcolm who are 58 and 56 respectively. Oh, well, where's this? Where, where's, where's this? Did she say I've that? attached a photo of them as children in which they appeared to be at school in wartime, when in actual fact it was the 1970s. <laughs> how, how, sorry, have, have I missed how did How does Agnes know these people? She doesn't say. So, Agnes... <laughs> this could be absolute bollocks! No, I don't think it is, though, can it? She, well, I mean, it might be. I'm going to send you the email, the pic. Send me the pic. Right. So she must know them, she, unless she's been to like the census or something. Yeah, that's Gavin. So we've got a picture of two children here called Gavin and Malcolm. <laughs> she's, she points out they also seem to be wearing girls' shoes. And then they sat in the, they sat in Gavin and Malcolm like Ant and Deck, or do we not know? I, we don't know. It could be Malcolm. We don't and Gavin. know which order they're in. Okay, um, Agnes, could you get in touch with us and tell us how you know that they're. Gavin and Malcolm, and they're 58 and 56, respectively, and whether we're allowed to put this photo on our Instagram. Yes. What is our Instagram, Rob? Our Instagram is lockdown underscore parenting. We don't want to put this up if Agnes has just Googled old photo of boys and then send it to us. So, But, yeah, also, as well, it could be, like, a childhood photo of, like, Anders Brevik or something, and I don't know. You know when... <laughs> Do you know when Donald Trump retweeted that tweet and it was Savile or whoever it was? Rolf Harris or something. We we don't want that that on our conscience. So, um, Agnes, get in uh, touch. Get in touch. But if anyone can beat 58 and 56, that's a combined age of 114. Yes. Then then, uh, do so with your Gavin and Malcolm. Yes. So Um, are we doing it on a joint age as the youngest or... Because it has to be, doesn't it, added together? Because if there's a massive 25-year age gap between them... Yeah, exactly. If you've got a Gavin and Malcolm who are 70 and 45, submit them. To be be honest, if you've got any Gavin and Malcolm siblings, we'll take them. If your name's Gavin, just say hello. Just say hello. (laughs) And then we can match you up with a Malcolm or something. But... um... So they're the youngest so far we've got so far. They're the youngest so far. We have 56 and 58. That's 114. Yeah, so they must still be eight alive. So we could. We, we need more info, Agnes. Get in touch. We need more info. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Here is another email. Rob Davenport. Dear Rob and Josh. 
uh, slightly behind on episode 17, but I've noticed you're looking for regular bedtime routines. We were, yes. I'm a father of two daughters. During their showers, I become redundant. So I thought up a great way to pass the time and a surefire way to tire them out before bed. As my eldest is in the shower, I asked my youngest if she wanted a game of football. We have a small stuffed football, two bedrooms opposite each other, which are perfect as the door frames act as goals. <laughs> After a little kick around, my eldest came out of the shower and wanted to have a go. Seeing this as, this as a success, the following night at bedtime saw the inaugural Davenport Cup. That is uh, Rob Davenport's surname. With a plastic trophy on the landing window still at stake, we had a three-way round-robin competition while each daughter was waiting to go into the shower. We picked our teams. <laughs> I was Corby Town. My youngest was Arsenal. My eldest was Manchester City. And asked our upstairs Alexa smart speaker to play Match of the Day theme tune oh. to act as our timer for each half. Play commenced once the tune started. Half time came about when the song ended. We then switched bedrooms and played the theme tune again for the second half. <laughs> we marked all the results on a mini whiteboard along with the final league table. And my youngest, also known as Arsenal, walked away with the Davenport Cup. You delighted with that, Rob? Oh, yeah, it's good. We're good in cup competitions. We can't handle it in the league, but, you know, you get us in a knockout stage, we'll do it. Ooh. That sounds great. It's great, isn't it? It is. That's such a great idea. Door frames as goals was a big deal when I was a kid. Yes. We used to break, because I had loads of brothers in a little house, and mm. we'd break, we weren't allowed to play football in the house or the garden, because the garden was so small, and we used oh. to kill all my mum's plants. It was brutal. And to the point she put decking in to get rid of all grass. Oh, my but, word. Um, yeah, there was, there's always, uh, we used to play wall ball. Is that like spot where you'd kick it, like a bit like squash? So you do wall ball where you have to just hit the, like the side of a garage and then wherever it went, you had to hit the, hit the garage from it. Yeah, classic. Pat ball was, Pat ball was the, the tennis ball on the side of the house. Have you ever played that? No. Did I grow up in the Victorian times? <laughs> <laughs> Double check it. Are you one of Kevin and Malcolm? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if everyone else had Game Boys and I'm slapping a tennis ball against a wall like a dog. <laughs> and um, how many hoops and sticks did you have when you were running down the road? <laughs> yeah, well, we used to play pat ball beats at my school where you'd play this pat ball and if you lost, you got beaten up by all the others. Oh, wow. Did you play don Donkey's Ass? Was that with your PE teacher? <laughs> that would be headers and volleys. Oh, yeah. But at the end, whoever lost would have to bend over and everyone would pelt the ball at their ass. Yes, yes, we used to do it. Sore ass, that was called. That was called sore ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great days, great days. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next show, all was fine until my eldest burst into tears because she didn't win. Oh, I no. let her know that we could play again tomorrow and she might win then. The next night arrived and the Davenport Cup was in full swing. This time with my eldest claiming victory in the trophy with a slight bit of max switching from me. Only for my youngest to then refuse to hand over the trophy, then both fighting like cat and dog, myself walking into the bedroom where my wife was waiting to read bedtime stories, giving me the biggest glare as to what I'd started. Mm. The Davenport Cup has become extinct. Oh, no. There Such you go. a shame. Such a shame. The problem with parenting is when you try and do a good thing and make it fun, it all ends in tears and everyone hates you. That's what I've learned. Yeah. That's the problem with life, Rob. It's the problem with life. Yeah. It's good to learn that. <laughs> learn it early. Learn Everything it early. goes wrong and everyone will hate you at some point. Yeah. Just learn that. Exactly. Just learn that early uh, do you know what, Rob? Yes, that, mate. That, I mean, we've got, we've got more, but my, uh, my wife's sister said to me, she said, you really, want, you really need to make the Friday ones longer. And I insisted that you need to leave the audience wanting more. So oh. we're going to stop there. Really? We're going to stop there. 
Uh, okay. We'll be back on Tuesday. So you're, you're going against your sister-in-law's... Um... I, I'm saying don't give the people what they want. Yes. Don't let them be in charge of the show. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Yeah. That's enough. And it's free. So stop whinging. I want more. You're lucky you're getting this. Yeah. Is that our messaging? Is that, is that a fair representation? Exactly. Of- it's, it's exactly. We've, we get, we're slugging our guts out here. Yeah. You know. You're just sat, sat, sat in your car getting this for free going, oh, I wish it was longer. Fuck off. <laughs> no, don't listen to other podcasts and get into them. Don't no, listen no, to other. Yeah. Just sit in silence until Tuesday when we'll be back with Joe Brown. See you then. Bye.